Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, one of the biggest draft analysts in the universe, put out their first mock draft of the year. Who did he have the Tennessee Titans selecting? What position? And was it the right selection? Then we got additional reporting on the firing of John Robinson. And I got to tell you, it has me a little concerned about Mike Rabel's future with the Tennessee Titans. Then I will tell you what I think the real issue is with the Tennessee Titans during this three-game losing streak and what the Titans can do going forward to fix it. All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Titans fans, Todd McShay from ESPN released his first mock draft of the year. I'm going to tell you who he had the Tennessee Titans selecting, what position it was, whether it makes sense before we get into all of that. Do want to let you know that today's episode of Locked On Titans is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. Free Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms. Make sure you get subscribed. Stay subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast where it's your team every day. If you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Hit that notification bell and throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching right now. It goes a long way uh, to supporting the channel and I definitely do appreciate it. It's the least you can do for the free content that I'm giving you five to six times a week. But with that being said, let's dive into this mock draft. Now, we talk a lot about mock drafts on this show if you're new to the program, but usually that's a mock draft Monday conversation that we have in the offseason. But Todd McShay from ESPN released his first mock draft, and with the 22nd pick in the draft, he has the Tennessee Titans selecting Jackson Smith and Jigba wide receiver from Ohio State. Now, this is what McShay said about that selection. Quote, only the Bears and Ravens have fewer wide receiver receiving yards this season than the Titans, 1,303. And rookie first-rounder Traylon Burks has just 25 catches and hasn't stayed healthy. Side note, it's not his fault he got illegally hit in the helmet and concussed. But anyways, I get what he's saying. Worse, Tennessee has watched A.J. Brown dominate in Philadelphia after it traded the star wide receiver there on draft night in April. The offensive line and edge rush spot should be addressed too, but receiver has to be fixed. Smith and Jigba's five-catch, 43-yard season might be concerning, but the hamstring injury that limited him in 2022 shouldn't impact him in his rookie year, and he's only one year removed from more than 1,600 receiving yards and nine TDs while fighting for targets alongside Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, who are both having fantastic years, if I say so myself. This guy is a smooth route runner with good acceleration and soft hands. He'd be a prime target for Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis out of the slot, end quote. 
All right. Listen, if obviously, as you a lot of you guys know, I'm a Buckeye. I, I'm born and bred and raised. I love my Buckeyes, but I get why this could be concerning to Titans fans. Look, if you would have told me four months ago the Titans would have gotten Jackson Smith and Jigba or Jigsaw, as I like to call him, referencing the, the Saul movies because uh, he's a nightmare and a killer out there to defenses. But if you would have told me four months ago the Titans would have got him, I would have been elated and said, how did this happen? I figured he would have gone top 15 at minimum. And the reason that I'm not as hype about it as I would have been four months ago is the same reason that you yourself are probably thinking, oh no, can't do that. Another guy with a major injury. Now, we have to say this to be fair. A hamstring injury that Jackson Smith and Jigba has had here is not as concerning, in my opinion, long-term as a back injury or as an ACL injury, for example. So the hamstring injury, while concerning, of course, soft tissue, he's a young guy. It's not as big of a deal to me as Caleb Farley's back issues or Jeffrey Simmons' ACL or things like that. So that is true, but I personally still think the Titans would have a hard time selling to the fan base that they're taking another wide receiver here who has some injury issues and here in hamstring and the fact it's not only that Jackson Smith and Jigba was injured, some people say that he basically quit on the on the Buckeyes this year. And to that, I don't know for certain, but I understand if you feel that way, so it's fair to me for some people to question how much he loves the game of football. And if you're a Titans fan and you're talking about a guy who sat out basically the entire season of college with a hamstring injury, whose love of football is being questioned, how, how can you draft that guy? The talent, absolutely there. If he were to be healthy, I think it would be a slam dunk home run, a perfect fit with the physicality and the contested catchability of Traylon Burks. Jigsaw and Traylon Burks together, Jigsaw and Bob would be a fantastic combination with both guys healthy. But I just think it would be hard to sell to the fan base taking a guy who just basically missed an entire season with an injury in college. I think it would be hard to do regardless of the talent or the previous stats. The other critique that you hear from people is you have to drop an offensive lineman. You have to take an, uh, an offensive tackle. You have to. And look, I get it. It's a very good tackle draft. But in this mock draft for Todd McShay, the top four offensive linemen in the draft who would be worth the pick there are all off the board. So are you saying that you reach for if there's only second round or third round talent offensive linemen, you got to take one in the first round no matter what just because? That's not smart either. So if the board breaks the way that it broke in Todd McShay's first mock draft, go check it out on ESPN. If it breaks this way, I mean... At that point, the Titans have to. They have to consider a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba. It's not often, and I know you're hearing the same things, but it's not often that you hear guys that talented dropping at 22. What made me sad is I picked 20 to the Giants, Jordan Addison of USC, who is a guy I am very high on, is right there. Worth noting that the pick immediately after the Titans, the Chargers, Cam Smith, the cornerback from South Carolina, is available. I think in this situation, that might be a great pick because after that, like three or four corners go off the board in the next few picks. There's a run on corners. Getting a guy that good, I think, could make a lot of sense as well. So the obvious other angle here is you could trade back. But remember, guys, when people reply to me 
take a different position, trade back. Well, that requires one, a player good enough at those positions to be available. And two, if you want to trade back, you got to have a dance partner. The Titans can't make that decision on their own. So keep those things in mind. But I thought it was interesting there. I'd be okay with wide receiver because I really want to see offensive line handled primarily in free agency. But if the Titans ended up with Jackson Smith and Jigba, I got to tell you guys, I think I'd have a hard time being super, super upset personally, even if maybe you would be. So put down in the comments how you feel about the pick of Jackson Smith and Jigba, what other names you would be more interested in or if you like the pick. We are going to talk about a another report on the firing of John Robinson. We got some more information on how Mike Rabel viewed the firing or his role or lack thereof uh, in the firing. And I'm going to tell you why it actually makes me a little concerned about Mike Vrabel's future with the Tennessee Titans. But before we get into that, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. So these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you got to do is add your job to the purple hiring frame for LinkedIn, and they're going to spread the word that you're hiring. They give you simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on just the right candidates with just the right skills and experience. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn dot com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Also, do want to tell you guys about Audible. This episode is brought to you by Audible and Audible is releasing a new slate of football podcasts that we are sure you are going to love. For example, Think Like a Champion is out right now. There's a bonus episode on the Locked On Presents podcast feed. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast. It's from Russell Wilson and Audible. Uh, Russ talks about being a champion on the field and his path to greatness off the field as well. Each episode features interviews with Olympic medalists and NFL stars and business leaders. Head over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere. You get your podcasts available everywhere now. Audible, get in the game. Titans fans, we just got done talking about Todd McShay's first mock draft of the season. Wide receiver Jackson Smith in Jigba from Ohio State to the Titans course, sound off down below and let me know how you feel about that pick. But now, I want to go over another report that came out recently talking about the firing of John Robinson. And it kind of gives us a little bit more of a window into Mike Vrabel's supposed involvement or lack thereof in the decision, what it means going forward. And there's a little part in here that, that does actually have me a little concerned about Mike Vrabel's future, if and in fact, it is true. Before we get into it, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day, free Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms. 
Tomorrow is crossover Thursday. We are going to be talking with the hosts of Locked on Chargers, getting an idea of what they got going on over there in Los Angeles. Friday will be the game plan preview. And then Sunday, of course, I'm here live with you guys after the game with a 10-minute recap, 30-minute full breakdown later on on Sunday night. So make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed. But as for this recent report, of course, we hear the same things from Mike Vrabel that we heard the the first press conference after. Per NBC Sports, Peter King, Mike Vrabel said, quote, I was informed of the decision. This this wasn't a decision that included me. End quote. Once again, Mike Vrabel saying, I didn't have anything to do with this. And again, I'm just going to say, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy that Vrabel's I guess, frustration with the roster. I don't buy that he didn't ever say anything. His comments that he's made recently about the roster that are just absolutely shots at the roster construction. They can't be construed any other way. Who the bleep would we throw it to? Uh, We got to play the guys that we got. Who else would I play? But all of these things, you could see it very clearly, what it is. So I just don't buy it. I, I just don't buy that that Vrabel was just told, hey, I'm firing John. There's no way that these conversations, and there's no way Amy Adams Strunk, bless her heart. Do we, Amy Adams Strunk, prior to this firing, it has been told to us over and over again that Amy lets people do their job. She doesn't meddle in personnel decisions. She doesn't influence roster decisions, blah, 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 blah. That's what we're told. So I'm told that. And now I'm told that Amy is combing through personnel. She's combing through moves. She's looking at all these different aspects of building a roster. And now she wants to say, hey, my football opinion tells me that this team isn't good enough and we need to fire the GM. That just doesn't add up to me. It doesn't. So, there's no way in my mind that Vrabel had no input to Amy on the status of the roster. There's no... If the owner of the team wants to fire the GM because she thinks the roster hasn't been good enough, while we have the coach of the year and a widely respected head coach who everybody in the fan base loves now and says is the guy, you're telling me that the owner didn't go to that man and ask for advice on what to do with the team that that guy's coaching? Hey, Mike, I trust you so much. You're one of the best coaches in the NFL. You're so smart. You know so much. We're stacking our whole stack of chips on you. But I'm not going to consult you before I fire the general manager that you work with on an everyday basis? Your business partner? I'm going to get rid of that guy without consulting you? I just don't buy that. Maybe you guys do. But I simply don't. But want to get into this part because this is what has me a little concerned, I guess, about Mike Vrabel's future. Um, reporting from Jonathan Jones from CBS. Okay, Jonathan Jones from CBS basically says that the Titans' loss to the Eagles did, in fact, play a role in the dismissal. Um, also, we hear that 
Mike Vrabel is going to have an increased role in personnel decisions. It says in the article that Jones, Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports, added that it's clear that Vrabel will be more involved in personnel decisions. Um, so you don't you don't do all that without getting Vrabel's opinion first. But one thing I do want to touch on here, as I said, that has me a bit concerned, is if if Mike Vrabel wasn't consulted on the John Robinson decision. And it really was, I was informed of the decision. I didn't know that it was coming. I didn't blah, 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 blah. I, I didn't know. I didn't expect it, whatever. If that is true, then that means Mike Vrabel doesn't have the power that we thought when we saw this move. Our initial reaction, if that is true. It means that Mike Vrabel isn't, wasn't consulted on this move. So you fired Mike Vrabel's business partner, who's had six straight winning seasons, who hired Mike Vrabel, and you didn't consult Vrabel in that. If that is true, then that means that Vrabel isn't the supreme ruler and supreme leader that we all thought. He really is just an employee, and he's not going to have some huge say in who the GM is and above. And if that is all true, if the power wasn't given to Mike Vrabel when this decision was made, and he's still the same amount of power, and they're just going to hire a new GM and hope that it works, then that makes me think that there's more of a likelihood that Vrabel could leave, that Vrabel could go to another team in the NFL, to Ohio State, like all those rumors are out there. He's going to get paid more money at Ohio State. He's going to have a better roster compared to his competition. He's going to have the ability to win at a high level. He's going to have the ability to have more power and more say and more control over situation in a small college town compared to a large NFL market, which we know Vrabel would love. He's an egomaniac. He would love that. So more money, more power, better players. There are reasons why Mike Vrabel would leave for Ohio State. And in my opinion, I was like, okay, he would leave for Ohio State unless Amy says, hey, I'm giving the power to you. Other than me, you're in charge with this organization. We're hiring a GM that you want. You have final say over the 53-man roster, all that. If they didn't actually give all that power to Vrabel, then that makes it more likely that he would leave and doesn't feel as much ownership over the team. So, one... I don't believe that. And reporting from Jonathan Jones from CBS, who I've never heard report on the Titans ever before, isn't going to make me believe what they're selling. And to tell you the truth, I'm glad I don't believe it because if I did, it would make me more worried about Mike Vrabel's future. But with that in mind, Amy Adams Strunk had a critique of John Robinson that I'm surprised that she put on John Robinson as part of the reason he was fired. I'm going to tell you how they fixed that problem and why that problem is the real issue with the Titans' three-game losing streak. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one spot for all your sports wagering needs. They have football, they have basketball, they have baseball, they have soccer. I mean, the World Cup, college football, bowl season. Like I said, pro football. They have amateur leagues as well. They've got it all at betonline.net. So 
Make sure that you head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, what is the real reason for the Titans' three-game losing streak? I'm going to dive into that before I do. want to thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. All the biggest games, all the biggest stories, you get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked on Sports today is a great way to get all of the big sports news From the previous day, it's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. Guys, I do want to clear something up for you all. So typically, the third show of the week is Rewatch Wednesday, where I go over my film notes. I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys, complete transparency. Woke up this morning, internet outage. No internet. So I'm like, okay, going to be hard to watch the film, cut clips, do everything that I like to do on Tuesdays, blah, blah, blah. The internet finally gets resolved in the mid-morning, late morning. And not only that, but there's a technical issue with the video files that I get for the film, and I had to go to support, get them to fix the file. By that time, it was 1 p.m. in the afternoon, and I had a late afternoon appointment to get some equipment installed at my house. And now I'm dealing with that for the afternoon. So, basically, I did not have time to cut clips for you guys and do all that before the show. So, rewatch Wednesday, unfortunately, due to real life, had to go by the wayside. So, I know a lot of you guys love that. I know a lot of you guys love the clips. I am going to make it up to you on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. I'm going to do some voiceover clips. I'm going to do some long video projects, like five, six minutes, maybe up to ten. Things like that. I'm going to drop one or two of those. And then, of course, my film article is going to come out. I'm going to do it on Chickaconquo and his nice day and, and, and good surge here lately. So a lot of film content coming up for you guys. Just wanted to let you know what happened with uh, our usual schedule here. But diving in, what's the Titans' real issue in this three-game losing streak? And what does Amy Adams' strong quote about John Robinson have to do with it? Well, the article that came out here from Pro Football Rumors that went over the Jonathan Jones information and all of that also highlighted that Amy did mention the Titans' injury issues when she talked about why she fired John Robinson. She talked about player unavailability, guys not being available, which is all about injury. The Titans have 16 players on IR right now. The Titans have used over 80 players on the roster this year, number one in the NFL. Last year, they set a record with 91 players used on the roster. Back-to-back years now, the Titans are going to lead the NFL in injuries. I've said throughout that I'm not a doctor. I don't have any medical info, knowledge whatsoever. But for my lack of medical knowledge, 
I feel I have an abundance of logic. Just logic. And to me, if you nearly, if you set the record and then you nearly match your record in injured players in back-to-back years, the medical staff isn't doing something right. I don't think I need to be a doctor to see that. I don't think I need to be a physical therapist to see that obvious piece of information. Do you need to be a doctor to look at the Titans' injuries over the last two years and say there's a problem? I don't think so. Do I need to be a Michelin star chef to know when my steak is overcooked? Do I need to be a professional mechanic to know when my brakes are out? No. Any bum on the street can see that. So, in regards to medical knowledge, I'm a bum on the street. But you can be a bum on the street and see that the Titans have record-breaking injuries two years in a row, leading the NFL in injuries two years in a row. There may be a problem. There may be an issue there. And to tie it all together for you, full circle, if Amy is using player unavailability as a reason for John Robinson's firing, well, that would lead me to believe that Amy wants to make changes to the medical staff and that it was John Robinson who was in control of that. Right? That's how that has to be taken. So, I say two things. One, like I said on the last few shows, this team is not bad. They're injured. Historically injured. Injuries happen. But not at this rate. This is historic what's happening to the Titans. So, yes, you can tell me injuries happen in football. 100% injury rate. I agree. I agree. I am the one telling fans that when I got people tagging me in tweets saying we can't draft players who are hurt anymore. The injury rate in football is 100%. Every single player on your team will be hurt. Every single one. There are no football players in the NFL who aren't hurt. Period. There aren't. So throw that idea of we got to get players who don't get hurt. That's a dumb thing to say. Everyone gets hurt in the NFL. It's a fact. 100% injury rate. So what the Titans need to focus on at this point is changing the medical staff in hopes that you could just have a league average injuries. Just anything less than record setting would do. And I'm sorry, but insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting different results. And if the Titans, like we say with Todd Downing, (laughs) excuse me, it gets me upset. If the Titans go into a third season in a row with the same medical staff and Todd Downing, an offensive coordinator, then how in the world can they or the fans expect a different result? You can't. Change the medical staff. No, I don't have any medical knowledge. No, I'm not a doctor. But you don't have to be to see that there is a problem. And Amy sees that there's a problem too. Hopefully, like with John Robinson, she takes proper steps to fixing it. But... With that being said, going to be back with you guys tomorrow for Crossover Thursday with the hosts of Locked On Chargers. Thank you so much for tuning in. That's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, 
I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this 